Hey, hi everyone. This is Ranma here, back with your show eCoffee with Experts. Today we have Patrick Carver with us, uh, who is the owner at Constellation Mar Marketing. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Great. Patrick, before we move any forward and pick your brains, I'd uh, request you to introduce yourself, talk a bit about your journey, and let us know what Constellation Marketing is all about. Absolutely. So my name is Patrick Carver, and I started Constellation about seven years ago. I had been doing marketing for a sports software company, and I'll talk about this probably a little bit later, but I kept on getting questions from my father, who's a, a lawyer, a criminal de defense lawyer, and about his marketing. And that kind of kicked off some ideas that I had about it and eventually figured out that there was a need with it in that space and started working for him. And, and since then, we've grown consistently every year. So we're really happy to be able to work with about 85 law firms right now. And we are just really happy and, and fortunate. I think we have a great team and really appreciate opportunities like this to get to talk about us. Super. Uh, you have been there uh, with this industry for so long. And like you mentioned, 85 law clients means a lot. Could you please share with our listeners today the story behind the inception of Constellation and how your personal experience, like you mentioned with your father's law firm, influenced your decision to start this company? And how has been this, uh, this journey so far uh, from starting with your father's law firm to 85 clients on board right now? Yeah, for sure. So... When I got out of college, I thought I was going to start the next Facebook and just instantly be success, super successful. And I learned some hard lessons that entrepreneurship is much harder than that. And, and so what the mistake that I'd made was trying to build a business without a real need or a real idea that someone would pay for. And so when I got to the point in my career, I was doing marketing for a software company I kept on having these conversations with my father, who's a, a criminal defense lawyer, and he was engaged with one of the big legal marketing companies in the U.S. And he would get these reports every month, uh, send them over to me and basically say, what, is, what does this all mean? What, what do these statistics mean? Is this working? Is it not working? And really for him, all he knew is that he needed to be doing something to market his law firm. And this felt like a good solution. It felt like this is what most people were doing. And it, it checked all the boxes. They were doing SEO and ads, but you didn't really know exactly the, the value. And so I eventually relented and started looking into these reports. And after a little while, I figured out that, you know, what they were doing was not really contributing at all to new cases. All of his new cases were coming from people who were searching his name. And so that really allowed a light bulb went off for me that, hey, this stuff I'm doing over here on the software side with SEO, with advertising could really be applicable here. And I could actually show that that line from investment to return on investment. And that's really what that's when that I the light bulb went off. And I figured out that maybe I had something here that people would pay for. It was a service worth paying for. And so he let me uh, get started and use his law firm as a, a test case. And uh, the results were positive. And so after a little while, uh, some colleagues reached out and asked if I could do the same thing for them. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really felt that momentum of, hey, I think there's something to this. 
and was able to start the business that I'd wanted to a few years earlier. Okay. But let's put it this way. Your dad was your first client, your colleagues were your second client. But how has been the journey from starting from scratch at home with your dad being your first client to building 85 clients till date? It's, It's a huge journey. Talk us about it. Yeah, it's, I think it's a journey that every entrepreneur goes through. And it's, I think the, the, the struggle or the, the challenge is a uh, very similar for agency owners. You start with uh, taking anybody you can get. And so in those early days, we would, we were taking psychologists and other people who, you know, just the friends and, and somehow were, were related to my network and just to keep the lights on. But as time grew, we, realized that the number one thing that we could do to help our growth was to deliver amazing results. And when we did that, people were pretty happy to talk about us and share us with friends and, and colleagues who were uh, taking notice and, and looking to them uh, because their business was going really good. And we, the early years, I would say up to the first five years or so, we really focused on, on referrals and kind of building that, that network of people who were connected to our clients. And about that time when we were trying to really scale and kind of move, move beyond that, we encountered a lot of the same challenges that our clients have, which are referrals are great, but they're often unpredictable. It's hard to scale them. And so we came to this conclusion that, you know, that the same thing we're doing for our, our clients, we needed to do for ourselves. And so since then we've been doing a lot of email marketing. We've tested a lot of ads. We're increasingly doing SEO for our, our own firm. And that those have been the really the three biggest drivers of, of new business for us over the, the past seven years. And so I think now we're really getting into that flow or getting that momentum of adding people who are non-referrals, who don't know us, but are in the market for legal marketing services. Adding specialists, if I may put it that way. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Looking for people who have that, that proven experience. Absolutely. And in, uh, referrals can be, can also backfire. You cannot really be dependent on referrals to keep the lights on. As you mentioned, right. if, if you were to emphasize on a couple of strategies as to how any business, let's say who do not really have a marketing expert as you are, but they need to run their show. So what they should focus upon top three factors, if they're not in the law segment, if they are not really Having, let's say, very good referrals, they don't want to be dependent on that. Two, let's right. say they not really have a marketing expert like you are. And how do they run their show? What are the basics that they should be looking at and doing on a day-to-day basis to keep the lights on? For sure. So our we love referrals. I think it's, in our view, our philosophy has always been, we want to get you as many clients as possible for the least amount of investment. And if referrals are part of that, typically they are for law firms specifically, that's a great thing. And we're not uh, in the, in a position of saying referrals are bad or don't, don't get them or anything like that. But like you highlighted, there's some challenges with them. And so it's our belief that whether it's a marketing agency or a law firm, if you want to grow in a, a scalable way where it's not just hope and prayer that the referrals come in, you have to add at least one other source or channel for to acquire these 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 leads, qualified leads that can help grow your business. And so the ones that we really 
look at and rely on for our business, uh, for our clients are going to be search engine optimization and advertising. Those are by far the two biggest uh, movers in terms of bringing qualified business in for law firms. We also do email marketing, social media, which can also uh, be be valuable as well. The thing I would recommend with when you take all of that into account is that you want to go where your clients are. And you also probably just want to focus on one uh, channel until you really get it dialed in the way that you want. And so we, in fact, in our agency, I think have made a mistake in, in the past with trying to do split our efforts between a couple of different lead generation strategies. And so if you're a law firm and you're, you're existing on referrals right now, um, but you're looking to scale, I think it comes down to, at least in the short term, choosing one strategy and really trying to become something of an expert with it or uh, putting a lot of resources into it. And for a number of firms, SEO can provide that because if you are, if you enjoy writing, it's the ultimate self-powered marketing strategy that you can do for your own website. You, you don't even really need an SEO specialist if you're just out there writing comprehensively about your practice area, the types of cases that you're looking for. So it, it can be a DIY type strategy. And now with local service ads, advertising is like that a little bit as well. And so I think it goes back to what you're comfortable with. If you like writing, if you're interested in that, then that could be a kind of a good area to focus on. Or if you're, if you want, if you need business right now, ads might be a little bit of a better option. So I think it, it just comes down to your business goals and figuring out which of these strategies fits your personality, fits what you feel comfortable with, and will help you accomplish those business goals. Uh, just for our audiences, if all of that sounds confusing, then you can contact Patrick. We'll have those details <laughs> at the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Patrick, you also touched upon leads. Now, it is a very discussed topic. Leads, low quality leads, warm, hot, super hot, and sure. all that categories that we all build. And you have emphasized the challenge of erratic and low quality leads from marketing efforts. Could you elaborate a little more of the on the common pitfalls that law firms encounter when it comes to lead generation? And what is your fund of overcoming these challenges? We often see two core problems with law firms when they come and get in contact with us. And one of those is not enough leads and the other is poor quality leads. Both can be killers uh, for law firms because we go back to you know what we're talking about with uh, just building a successful, scalable law firm. You, you really need those good, high quality leads uh, yeah. coming in on a monthly basis. Now, there are some practice areas out there that are uh, less can or less uh, require fewer leads per month and their mechanisms for acquiring business is different. But we work with six primary practice areas, bankruptcy, estate planning, family law, criminal defense, immigration, and personal injury. And so all of those practice areas are highly dependent on new business coming in the door each month. And they need not only volume of leads, but also quality of leads. And so there are <laughs> countless people out there who will, who will take your money and market your law firm. One of the, some of the biggest players out there are 
these big legal marketing companies that also have directories. And one of the challenges with relying on, on a company like that is the quality of those leads that come in. Because when we, we're talking about quality for a law firm, we, we're basically looking for people who are looking for the, the service that they provide, that our clients provide, and they're also willing to pay for it. And those two things can really make or break a law firm, right? Because if you have those types of leads coming in, then it's typically in our experience, we see lawyers are pretty good at closing the, those type of leads. And so it really comes down to being able to find where those leads are and facilitate their acquisition to our clients. And so we, from a lot of experience, we've analyzed over 10,000 leads as they come in. And then we're also tracking who of those people actually become clients for our clients. And the, the common thread that we find is that People who, who go to search engines and search in their time of need, they are typically the highest quality of leads. And so in our industry, it's people searching criminal lawyer near me or criminal lawyer Chicago, things like that, where we would qualify those as high intent. So somebody is searching for the actual service provider as opposed to uh, a more informational search, such as what are the penalties for a crime in Chicago, where we think that's the step before they actually are interested in hiring a lawyer. And so our efforts, both on the SEO and advertising side, are really driven towards finding those that segment of the, of the population who is looking for those type of services. And so we do a lot um, to filter out leads that may not be ready, or if they are not necessarily ready, pushing them to other resources within the ecosystem of our uh, clients' websites and uh, marketing efforts uh, with that. But that really uh, makes or breaks our our efforts and in, in a, a marketing campaign for law firms, in my opinion. Great. And then you touched upon search intent, search with high intent, those sort of keywords, which also mentions as certain locations. So what is your take of local SEO being a critical factor and parameter when it comes to legal marketing? Yeah, I think it's huge. And so we try to affect that in a few different ways. And so you've got the advertising side, you've got the Google business profile optimization and showing up in more proximity-based results and in the, the organic search results. And then you have the map as well. And so we really uh, try to emphasize and, and optimize all of those areas, right? And our philosophy, the pitch that I always give to, to clients when they're thinking about utilizing our services is based on uh, some data that Google collected, uh, which is uh, the kind of famous in the National Law Review, which is a big publication for lawyers, is that 96% of people looking for legal services are going to use a search engine. Right. And so we know that's a, a known commodity. Um, what we don't always know is what the search engine will look like because Google's changing it and adjusting it. Um, but what you, I'm sure and what we've seen uh, over the past few years is that Google's getting smarter about the types of uh, answers they're giving to, to potential customers. Right. And mm -hmm. so I think they are continuously making the, the, responses, the search results more localized. And as part of that, it is going to pay 
for law firm law firms to invest in that side of the business because not only is it the kind of the number one area where people are going to look for their type of legal services, but most practice areas in law in the United States are going to be restricted to the state that they're practicing in. I'm in Georgia currently. A criminal defense lawyer in Georgia can't service a case out in California or Chicago. So that really limits the map in terms of who you can service at any given time. And so if you can't get those national clients and people in other countries, it's vital that you really dominate your local area. And so that's precisely where the local search marketing comes into play. Yeah, absolutely. And then talking about these websites, it obviously plays an important role in terms of conveying the message of a particular law firm, a brand, or even if let's say it's a small setup, but what sort of practices are, are they into, let's say their cases and their story. How do you go about advising your client on the kind of content that they should be putting up on website and then further optimizing it on a regular basis? Yeah, so we've focused a lot on uh, topical authority in, over the past couple of years. And we're increasingly seeing that Google is prioritizing people who can comprehensively answer questions and comprehensively uh, have material that covers entire topics and you know other topics that are interrelated. And so when we're advising clients, our goal is to get them to a place of, of topical authority as soon as possible. And when, you know, we're looking at a topic like criminal defense, the example I keep using, you know, we're looking at, you know, all of the components that go into that type of law, right? And so we're looking at both from a local perspective, state laws, national laws, how all of that interrelates to really back to the ideal client that they're looking for and the topics that are important to that ideal client. And then from there, we add content, we optimize it uh, consistently on a month to month basis. And that really allows the, our client to have this big presence, this digital billboard uh, that's out there. And then the other part of it too, I think is we offer some guidance on just overall best practices for a website. And I think some of the real basic things that we stress are easy, make it easy to get in touch, make your website easy to use and not take 20 seconds to load little things like that, just from a usability perspective are vital because if, if you can do all the, the SEO you want, you can write a million articles, but if it takes three, five seconds for a, for your website to load, and it's really difficult to schedule an appointment, people are going to move on. There's no, no real loyalty when someone's out there searching Google and looking for, for an attorney. It's just, they want somebody who can solve their, their problem and whoever has that kind of makes that path the easiest, they're going to have a really great opportunity to grow their business. Yeah, absolutely. It's a billboard advertisement wherein you just got first seven, 10 seconds to make that impression for the client, for the consumer, for the client prospect to stick around on that website of yours, right? It's, it's very good. Absolutely. And ever since we touched upon content, I cannot let you go without asking your take or letting our audiences know what does Patrick Carver think about AI, chat, GPT, all this entire thing that we all are in? Yeah, I think it's not going anywhere. I will 
Uh, I will think that it's curious. I, I don't have a strong position right now with it. We personally, in our agency, we don't use AI content, developed content for our law firms. We have a pretty rigorous content development process with editors, human writers and editors and things like that. We have played around with it for things like social media posting and content in ancillary areas. And so, I, look, I think it's it's going to continue. Uh, I think it's it's going to play a part. I'm just of the opinion that it's it's maybe snuck up on Google a little bit at this point. And so they're not totally sure how to incorporate it in their search results and just in the, the bigger, broader ecosystem of, of the internet. And so I think we're taking a wait and see approach where we want to understand it. We want to have practical experience with it, but we're, we're also not in the camp of let's have everything written by a AI and let's, instead of writing one really great article, let's write a hundred and totally partner with that in our business just yet. But I think it's, like I said, I think it's here to stay. And so I think everybody has to pay attention to it and think about how it can impact their business, how you can incorporate it and keep looking for ways to have it be part of the marketing strategy. Absolutely. And Patrick, we are done with the questions now, but before we let you go, I would like to play a quick rapid fire with you. I hope you're game for it. Of course, I'm ready. Great. What did you do with the first paycheck? <laughs> Probably paid bills. <laughs> <laughs> we all did that. Your, your last Google search and you can check your system. That's fine. It's an open book. Uh, oh, if you, yeah, don't. that's a good one. I think it would have to be about SEO. Related to SEO for bankruptcy lawyers. That's what, that's what okay. I'm going to go with. Hey, you have a prospect inside then. We all know that now. <laughs> Great. Your favorite book? Favorite book, I would say The Art of Happiness from the Dalai Lama. Okay. And your last vacation? Last vacation was to Europe. We had a great opportunity to see Paris Amsterdam and London, and we really enjoyed it. Family? Yes. I uh, went with my wife and we, it was like our first, my first real vacation in about seven years. So it was great. Oh, okay. Uh, but then you got 85 clients, so you should not complain. Okay. I, no, no one's complaining. I just <laughs> I need, need I the rest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last one, Patrick, and we'll let you go. Let's say if we have to make a movie on you. What genre would it be? Let's go with action. Why, why not? I would say I, I would choose Patrick Swayze to play me in a oh. film. If you're, I don't know if you've ever seen this film called Roadhouse. It's one of my favorites. And so that, that's how I would model my life story. Perfect. Perfect, Patrick. Thank you so much for taking out time and doing this podcast with us. I'm sure our audiences would have benefited a lot out of what they have heard in terms of your insights, picking up your brains on legal marketing. And really, thank you for taking your time to do this with us. Of course, it is my pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's, it was really happy to be here and appreciate it. Superb. You have a great day. Thank you, Patrick. All right. Take care.